This is Inside LAFC. I'm in good spirits. I know all of you are too. Recording this the day after LAFC's triumphant return to the winning ways that they are accustomed to. Five zip over the earthquakes. Talk a little bit. I do want to tell you here the guests coming up from in-house. But this is a conversation I have wanted to have since I first saw the Bundesliga dabble with pumped in crowd noise. LAFC are doing it. They're doing it a whole different level, not only pumping in crowd noise so that you can hear at home, pumping in the crowd noise in the stadium with all the nuances you could have and also creating a virtual tailgate, a pregame building up so fans at home can feel that entire home experience or away if in some cases the virtual tailgate will be their home or away also. So Al Rate, who is the director of match day presentation, and Pat Aviles, our director of branded community, will be joining us. He is the connection to the supporters, and obviously, to do it the right way, the supporters have to be involved because we are fabricating or we are mimicking what they do on a regular basis. So plenty of that coming up, but let's talk about what is happening. I know some folks started to ring the alarm bells after probably the worst week of results for LAFC in their history, losing at home in a strange game to the Galaxy. Uh, I, I think you could be uh, encouraged because the Galaxy have won two straight games since, and they've scored six goals in the process. They've looked like they figured some things out. We'll get the Galaxy game, and I'll preview that a little bit here momentarily. Then you also had the loss to Seattle. So it was 3-1. They were down 3-zip. Frustrating for sure. But Seattle is the bull of the woods. They are the reigning champions, and they're playing very well, which is strange because they're usually a team that gets into the season. So maybe think everything's upside down. Now, before I go into anything, and before we look at that bad, that tough week, LAFC were the best team from the beginning of the season until the Western Conference Final when they lost to Seattle. They're still the best team, but this is MLS. It's about winning MLS Cup. Supporter Shield is fantastic. And LAFC has re-envisioned how the Supporter Shield is viewed. But at the end, it is Seattle on the top of the heap by winning MLS Cup. Seattle was a pretty average team before they really kicked it into the playoffs. So maybe LAFC, who have their injury issues, arguably their two best players are out. Carlos Vela and Eduardo Tuesta still working on the goalkeeper situation, still waiting for some other guys to come around. It's a sprint. It's, it's a marathon or a half marathon in this case. It's not a sprint. It all matters what you do. So never put your head down because a couple games go down. MLS is unlike any other league in Europe in particular. So it's one of those things where you have to grind things out and see how it goes. And the future looks very rosy. As regards to this game, I'll get the, the, the thing that I thought was something else he has to work on. They turn the ball over more than they're, they're used to. Maybe that is a, uh, a reflection on the way San Jose play. They're man-to-man. They press. They, they clog the passing lane. So turnovers are to be expected. Uh, I think that is something that LAFC can trim down. Now, in the first half, it was evident. Second half, they figured it out, and they poured it on with four additional goals. San Jose had the advantage uh, in passing. I will also say crossing the ball is something LAFC wants to work on. They had a 30, 13% crossing accuracy, obviously not a good number. Now for the good stuff. Tristan Blackman at center back, 
that's his position. He looks so much more comfortable. He did stuff at center back last night that right backs do. He moved all the way into the attack because San Jose left some space. And he, he hit a ball to Bradley Wright Phillips or Brian Rodriguez. That said, the development of Andy Nahar, who is still uh, a little bit away from being 60 minutes to 90 minutes ready to go, is a huge development because if he can be close to the player that we have seen in the past and allow Tristan to move to central and allow Latif to clog up, to, to give some depth to the midfield and take his spot because he, he looks so much better in that midfield. And hats off to Latif for going to the right back and filling a need because it looked well and it allowed Tristan to have his best game of the season. Jose Cifuentes, Sifu, before the game, I said this was going to be his breakout game. It wasn't a breakout game per se, but what you see in that young Ecuadorian is reason to be optimistic through the roof. His first touch is good every time. Not 99%. His first touch is good every time. He is starting to get a, a lot more confident in the way he goes. And the best part, LAFC are far from the strongest team, and that's affected them in set pieces. They're not big. He's a big, strong kid. <laughs> he is a guy that's going to open things up in that midfield in a great way, and I can't wait to see him combining with Eduard Atuesta. And then he scored the goal, and it was a really good goal. So an assist against Seattle, a goal here. Sifu is off and running. I think that star is going to continue to rise. He, oh, getting back to Andy Nahar, he had the assist for Danny Musovsky. And how about taking that goal? Danny Musovsky has been getting regular games. And he has not looked out of place. Bryce Duke got some minutes. He pr produced uh, a, a good rep. Christian Torres looked much more confident than the Seattle game. He's getting minutes. In goal, Pablo Cisniega. I, I want to say this. Kenneth Vermeer still... Could be, should be the number one. Uh, he had a couple gaffes. Pablo Cisniega had a good game, but he, he, he was, the goal got in the end, but he only had, I think, one save to make, which was good. And his positioning was good. I think his ball distribution was solid as well. But I think to say Kenneth Vermeer isn't going to be competing for that number one spot is naive. And I think there's still a competition, but good for Pablo Cisniega. Unfortunately, I'll have to get the clean sheet at the end. Diego Rossi. During the game last night, I was going back and forth because people were saying, tweeting like, oh, but get ready to lose him. He's going to Europe. And maybe that is going to happen. But I will say this, not for the wrong price. His finishing, now that he has nine goals, nine goals in eight games, that is Carlos Vela pace. And the sample size now is big enough. It's not two or this is eight games. His finishing has improved so much, and he finishes in so many different ways that no low ball offers anymore. And you're hearing some big clubs. Hopefully he can stay with LAFC. But if he is to go, the offer has to be the right offer. And I won't get into the numbers, but you can certainly look on and see what it is because I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to pry with that kind of stuff, but I would like to think – the days of major league soccer players and getting a good value are gone because of what's happened with Tyler Adams, what's happened with Alfonso Davies and Diego Rossi could be the biggest transfer of all because he plays every game and he gives you 90 minutes and he produces and he doesn't take plays off. 
That is the kind of player, if you're in the Champions League or Europa League or if you have a ton of fixtures, that's the kind of player you want. Real quickly into the, uh, the Galaxy game. We'll look back with these two teams as now they've played their third game this season coming up on Sunday. So nine games in total. Logging up games. We're doing it artificially a little bit here because of COVID. We wouldn't have played nine games. Uh, we would have played eight by season's end. I imagine when they announce the next phase of games, there'll probably be at least one, if not two more Galaxy games on it because they want to limit travel. It's a no-brainer. So they'll, they'll probably be 11 games with the Galaxy by season's end, maybe more if they meet in the postseason. That's a good thing. The other good thing, and I, you may not want to hear this, is that the Galaxy are playing well. If the Galaxy were a cadaver and we're beating them every time, no rivalry. Rivalries are the biggest thing that we have in Major League Soccer. Rivalries are the biggest thing we have in World Soccer. If you get La Liga, you want to see Real Barcelona or Real Atletico. If you got the Premier League, your biggest games of the season are Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Hotspur, Boca River in Argentina, in Argentina, Celtic Rangers in Scotland. Rangers went down. That rivalry, I, we don't even notice it anymore. It's still there. But you need, it takes two to tango. And because of their emergence, this game on Sunday has taken a whole new turn for the better, especially with LAFC winning and the Galaxy winning their last three going into this. They have eight goals. And now uh, it is setting up a fantastic game. Uh, I can't wait. And I'm all happy about adding great chapters to this game. When we return on Inside LAFC, I will be joined by Al Rate and Pat Aviles. You know them, you love them. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We'll be right back. We are back here on Inside LAFC, and uh, we're going to have an interesting conversation about this is a big issue worldwide, and we're going to talk about it with LAFC, but if you support a club or you support a league, this is something that uh, every club is dealing with individually and in their internal leagues as well. And that's the issue of not having supporters at the stadiums. And what do you do to make the best viewing experience for your supporters who are now at home and you want to encourage them to be at home. So that said, we're bringing the two guys that will shed some light on that. They are great at what they do and they're just great dudes, period. We have Al Rate, the director of Match Day Stadium Audio Operations. Is that accurate, Al? Am I missing it? Because you're just Al to me. You're Al to everybody. All right, it's uh, match day presentation is the overall. Oh. That's got everything within. That does. So any anything you see at the stadium, uh, generally that that involves me in some capacity. And if you're at the stadium, we hope to be there soon. You'll see Al staking his claim there. It's his place when that game, when that whistle blows, or even before the whistle blows. Pat Aviles also joining us. Everyone knows Pat, but in case you don't, director of brand and community. I'm going to be working for these two guys pretty soon so i'm just gonna be kill them with kindness hello pat hi max how are you i'm great i missed your instagram program looking forward to uh when it returns it just uh no i, I was too much too much spotlight i think you're you're the star of the show <laughs> good point good point the check is in the mail or at least a couple cliff bars or maybe uh, a bottle of hornitos so fellas even though there are no supporters at the stadium your job i would imagine is even more intense because you have to keep those relationships and pat i will start with you because when games came back 
we the everyone came back players we came back i was calling games but the supporters weren't allowed there and supporters are a huge part and a part that the game cannot go forward without but these are interesting times and we we have to get the games going so that the supporters can come so what were those conversations like when they said games were coming back and no supporters are what what was there a take on all of it yeah i mean i'll preface everything and start by saying football without fans is nothing it's just not the same cosine it can't exist it's it's impossible to move forward without Exactly. I mean, the energy of a bunch of people watching and screaming together and being so connected at the same moment and just sitting on the edge of their seats or standing all game and waiting for that ball to go in the back of the net for our, our team, there's no replicating that. But with that being said, this is some strange times we're living in and we have to do what we have to do and the show must go on, as they say. So the way we do it is like we do everything in this club is we try to stay connected with our fans, try to stay real and authentic and basically bring the game closer to people or as close as we can get and have people's impact on the game still be real. Uh, With that being said, uh, I I think first of all, I also got to say a big thank you to Al. Al did a phenomenal job because at the beginning of this idea where we talked about having piping in audio, uh, crowd noise, chants, uh, crowd reactions through the speakers in the stadium for really the players and Bob to hear and to still feel that energy and get get a vibe in their match play. Uh, that was so well executed, so masterfully done by Al. Um, he took a lot of some recordings that we had in the North End. Shout out to Marcus, who did some amazing recordings from some of our past games when we were allowed to have fans. Um, and he meticulously cleaned up the audio uh, took out all the whistles from the referee because obviously you don't want to play, you know, audio with a, a phantom whistle in the match. He chopped up a lot of our, our songs and chants from the 3252. And then I kind of went in there as well and, and clipped some good crowd reaction noises, some oohs, some ahs, some boos, um, some claps, things like that. Um, and so that way he, he put it together on a soundboard with some hotkeys for me. So now when I arrive at the stadium for one of these matches at the bank without fans, sadly, um, I go up there in the engineering booth, sit next to Al. I'm in his world. He's my boss. And uh, basically I can kind of watch the match. We lay down a, a first a, a fan bed is what we call it. Just a, the crowd noise bed layer of, of audio. And then I can watch the match and then hit some hotkeys in reaction to some plays. Like if Brian Rodriguez is going to try to nutmeg somebody for the seventh time, I can hit the, the cheers uh, button on that. You're like Calvin Harris at Wet Republic. You're like cut it. You're like spinning for an, well, an empty stadium, but for the people at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much just like Wet Republic, except I'm not spinning for a bunch of young people. I'm spinning for Bob and uh, a bunch of players on the field. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's great. And then while we're doing that, this is kind of the really fun part where we get to be in communication with our supporters is that I'm on the phone with Julio Ramos, who is the 3252 Director of of Atmosphere. So he's one of our lead capos, usually in the North End. I'm on the phone with him live during the game, and he's telling me, okay, play Dale Dale Black and Gold. And so I queue up that chant, and that chant goes. And he's like, okay, uh, I think the guys need, uh, you know, call to arms. Let's get the hoo-ha going. And so I'll punch in that one for the next chant. And so live, they're actually, they're watching the game, on their TVs or their phones or whatever, and they can see the, the temperature of the match and they know the right chant or song that they want to see next. 
That's amazing. And that's Chiba. It's pretty cool. Chiba Mayor, of course, who's, uh, has been there from the beginning and is a great guy to lean up on. So I, it's, a, it's incredible because I think a lot of people move forward with this as they do so often. The sound is first, and maybe, and I, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, and then the, that connection with the supporters may not be there. Have you, uh, Pat, have you seen, have you seen them in, be more enthusiastic when you've kept them in there? Because obviously when you first pitched this to them, they're probably like, hey, we don't want fake sound. But now they're like, wait, we, we're part of it. We can help be part of the symp- symphony. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that that just speaks to what we've always done is, is the relationship we have between the front office and our supporters is like none other in the entire league. I would say it's the best relationship out there. Um, and that's because we try to involve them every step of the way. Even for the big giant tarps that are covering the seats, we talk to the 3252 and we ask them, hey, what do you want designed on your tarps that are covering the north end? And so actually the main TIFO designer, shout out to formidable, formidable Fernando from the Expo Originals, uh, he designed the Forever Faithful uh, logo or, or animation that you see on top of those big tarps in the North End right now. So again, they're, they're plugged in. They're designing the stuff you see that goes in their North End. They're telling us what chants are going to be played that the players hear. So they're completely involved. Fantastic. Al, how much more is on your plate because of this than a regular match day? <laughs> how does it compare? I mean, uh, just another, another match day for me, just more, more stuff to do. Um, no, I mean, this is, uh, like I think everybody said, this is an interesting time where we have to kind of get really creative. And I think that's been the challenge and also the, I mean, I, I enjoy those challenges. So a little fun trying to think through how you bring a match day experience to the players, to the world without fans in the building, you know, you're, you know, we had a lot of opportunity to watch some football across the, across the pond and see Europe kind of run it out for f- the first um, return to play. And, you know, we were able to take some notes and really dive into, like, you know, crowd audio. Is it, is it good? Is it bad? Does it feel inauthentic? And, you know, what we all in my world, my, my colleagues around, around this league, is it, it sounds okay, but you know, it really is missing that personalized touch because it just, it feels like you're playing FIFA or, you know, you have that generic crowd noise. So how can we, and, and this is the, the challenge that popped up, how can we bring an LAFC experience to our stadium when we return? When we return? So um, like Pat was saying, we, we dove into audio recordings <laughs> of many matches hours um, upon hours of hours <laughs> i've i've listened i've listened to more lsc matches now than i think i've i've watched um just the sheer number of hours so just, just wait but al you go there and you just yeah. watch, listen to the game and you say okay here in minute 25 this is when this would happen those kind of things and I, and i pat removed you know the erroneous sounds like whistles which you can't duplicate right. but just the timing of it all it's like you're it's like you're it's like sheet music almost Correct. So we, when, when this, first, this project first started, um, that's what I did. I literally just listened to the cadence of the first, second half and basically laid it out in a timeline uh, and said, okay, they always, the sports always start with Dolly Dolly Black and Gold. So we'll start there and then go to, you know, individual chants from there. Um, and that's when, you know, talking with Pat, talking with um, the branding community team, you know, we, 
develop this, well, why am I the one to set this out? Let's go to the supporters. And that's when we got Pat involved and got Julio involved and, and really made it a collaborative effort. And because, um, you know, I'm, I'm just one person. We want this club to be a community. So let's bring the community into this program. So the original plan was to lay it all out and just hit play and just leave it. But then adding in sound effects, adding in kind of moments where we can say, hey, I, like normally we would do this chant, but let's actually pivot to, to another. Like that, that's where we, we needed to get um, kind of these hot buttons that Pat was talking about. You, Al, you touch. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, then when uh, Al was putting this stuff together, he sent me over like a one big file of just crowd noise for one half, 45 minutes. And I took that and I played it on. I've got some pretty big speakers here in my living room. I like to rock out. I like to party. And so <laughs> hey, I, Lynn, this, I want to rock out at your at your place when we when we get the green light. All right, let's do it. Come on, come on over. Mask on. Party on. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, uh, he sent me this audio track, this 45 minute uh, crowd noise of the half. And it was just the north end. And so I play it at my house. The speakers cranked. And I'm laying there and uh, on my floor and I close my eyes and man, all the hair on my body stood up, even on my head. Like this was crisp, clear North End audio. It felt like I was actually standing there in my usual spot next to Benchy and Rich and Robbie in the corner there uh, at the bank for a match. Like it was incredible. So I even sent that file to the supporter group leaders to the 3252 for them if they want to play it in their car or play it at home, or lie on their back like there. and listen to it in their, in their place. That's, that's my recommended method. <laughs> and, and, and I once again need to shout out Marcus um, who, who recorded all of this. Uh, Yuli, who we pulled some of the YouTube TV brought clean audio feeds. Like without, without them, this wouldn't happen um, because we, we did not have those stored other than those. So big shout out to them. We're a small group here at LAFC, but I'm always blown away. And I've worked at a lot of places that have their fingertips on a lot of production. And what these guys do always blows me out of the waters with minimal manpower. So hats off to you guys. Uh, Al, was there something that you, because you mentioned other stadiums, and I watched it too, and you saw the development of the, the, the piped in sound. And it was very rudimentary. And then it got a little bit more sophisticated and nuanced. Yeah. And is there something you heard or is there something that maybe nothing specific from another league or, or game, or is there something that you heard overall that said, this is the right way to do it? What are those keys that you bring to your game day approach? So um, the, the real kind of linchpin was uh, when I was actually down in Orlando helping with the MLS's back tournament, um, we got on a call with the Dodgers. Um, and their entertainment director. So Larry Friedman uh, set Bernard Worrell and myself up with uh, their director of entertainment. And we basically picked his brain about how they're doing it in their stadium. And the key takeaway that we had um, in that moment was uh, they got a baseline track from MLB that had a few sound effects here and there, but like it really wasn't robust enough for what he wanted to do. So He's like, well, fine, I have some recordings. I'm going to go back, take, clip it out, and then build it out like that. Well, that sparked, like, well, we have those too. Like, we can get a generic, you know, backing track of a generic crowd and play that in stadium and call it good. 
but like that doesn't deliver what the 3252 brings on a on a match by match basis. So what can we do to replicate that? So that's where that's where the like the jumping off point started. You know, and hearing stories and how they're doing it across um, in Europe, like seeing that it's just for broadcasts. It's just empty stadium still it's piped in and then also being in orlando like i got to experience what it's like to be in an empty field and it's quiet it's quiet it's like just, you can it's hear, just for us at home right you can hear everything like in the moment in the stadium it's great because like you can hear the players calling out things to each other you can hear the coaches yelling back and forth the refs all that like you can hear all that if you're there but if you're at home you're not going to be able to hear that. So um, one thing we're, or sorry, you're not going to experience the fan noise if you're at the stadium because it's just not there. So that was the big, those two moments were the turning point to really going steaming forward with this. Where they hear it at the stadium. And I will, I will say this, you know, I asked a lot of players in some of our virtual media gatherings uh, what they thought about it. And the answer was, you know, pretty standard. It's like, it can never replace the supporters. And you know that, but then, Pat, you can start and I'll piggyback on this. I asked that to Bob this week and he told me, he goes, it's a reminder that our supporters are with us. It rem- See, he goes, I'm on the sideline. It's obviously fabricated. It's not the same thing, but it reminds me, it reminds the players that our supporters are with us at every day. Uh, so, I, I, Pat, what you, your thoughts on something like that? Bob always nails it on the head with uh, these these questions because I thought it was a very thoughtful answer for the work you guys are doing. Yeah, that's that's huge praise. Anytime Bob gives you a shout out or likes something that is being done, that's that's huge praise. Uh, the first time we did it when I was up there in the booth with Al when we uh, had the Galaxy in our building a couple weeks ago, uh, it was it was a little nervous, like. Players were taking the field for warm-up, so we were testing out the audio, the crowd noises, the chants. And I looked down from the booth, and I see Bob down there, John Thornton, Ante, Mike, all the coaching staff. And uh, and then I hear, you know, via, via the phone, like, hey, they gave it a thumbs up. They dig it. Whew, that was a big relief, and then we can keep going. But I think uh, it, it's super interesting because, you know, we had that Orlando tournament and there was different styles of how they did the audio in that broadcast for different channels. Some did it without the crowd noise, some did it with. And I think it's just, it's just really hard to imagine Diego Rossi or Bradley Wright Phillips scoring a banger in the bank and not hearing, you know, the crowd go nuts, hearing gorilla radio from rage against the machine, hearing the banging of the drums. Like if you don't hear that stuff, then did they really score a banger? It's like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around, is it really here? <laughs> Never happened. All right. And Al, it was a big, because we, we talked about it right before we jumped on here, is when day game, Galaxy, defeat, where LFC doesn't score, you're obviously going to go, oh, this isn't, this isn't great. But it was, I'm going to use the dumbest expression ever. It was night and day. Right. <laughs> Last night, <laughs> night game, LFC scores five. And I was watching it you know, with, here at home, and I kept scaring little Maxi because I kept cheering. Uh, and, you know, I had that moment. It was – it obviously, the surroundings make a big difference. Right. And, and then that's where, like, we are inside the stadium delivering 
the full match day experience that the players would. So they're walking out to uh, California Love. They're warming up like they normally would. They're, we have XCF Gold playing in the stadium. We have, you know, a, a socially distant virtual Falcon flight because um, we can't have Ken, the wonderful Fal- Falconer, inside the stadium. You know, we still bring Ollie and the rest of, the, rest of our crew into the stadium. Um, we're playing our hype videos. We're, we're trying to deliver as much of a match day experience for them, uh, even down to the call and responses. You know, uh, our membership team did a great job of going out and hosting, um, you know, web calls with, with all of our supporters and uh, season ticket members. And basically we're doing a live call and response inside the stadium like we normally would, but just at home. So, you know, we'll have our PA announcer there saying the first name, the the crowd chimes in with the last name. Like <laughs> we're we're in it. We're every in detail. Night. We got we, we really put our uh, video operator to the test because you know we're scoring five goals and you know different you know besides Rossi like everybody's scoring a different goal. Like you know we went through the entire lineup so had Danny Masovsky ready to go. Like that's what we have to like we have to do. And um, you know we were able to really and I think deliver as close to a full match day experience for the players as possible last night. Beautiful stuff. And uh, I remember Jordan Harvey told me too, just being at the stadium and you hear that song like California love, you know exactly what point of the game you are. And we're all, we're like Pavlov's dog. We all have that inner clock and we realize what's coming next or what just happened. So it makes a big difference for the players. You talked about the Falcon flight and I'll start with Pat and then Al, you can, you can bring it on home here, but with regards to the virtual tailgate, which is first of its kind where you can get on your phone or your computer and you can participate at a tailgate at home. Nothing's like being there at the real thing. We know that, but Pat, this is almost the next best thing because every detail is considered. I've been helping out as well with my little segments and trivia and polls. And it's thrilling to be part of that because someone, I didn't even know this, but the, the, the keys to the match, Beto Duran was there last night and he said, it, it, it aired right there on the, on the big screen. Who knew? So wh- wh- what are you thinking? About? Thank, thank you, Al. Al's always in my back, and so is Pat. The virtual tailgate, this is also a labor of love, but what kind of went into it and your, your obvious connection to the supporters and how they have viewed it? Yeah, it's pretty remarkable, this, this new technology that we can do. I mean, all these, these corona guidelines and uh you know blocks that we keep running into is actually just forcing us to be more creative and think outside the box of how we can keep people engaged and feel a little bit more like they're there um so a big shout out to alex sale and al rate again on on this new technology of this virtual tailgate through our app Um, i'll let them get into the back end of it but basically it's it's pretty cool because it's so important in global football to have traditions to have rituals Again, like it, it's just a bunch of guys playing pickup soccer if there's not, you know, some kind of ceremony to it. If there's not some kind of special symbolization, you know, that represents the city, represents, you know, uh, the first memories you had when you, when you went to the stadium and saw Ken the Falconer uh, let the Falcon fly around the whole stadium. Like that's things that now people remember and they miss and they come to expect when an LFC game kicks off. So, you know, doing things like the Falcon flight, uh, like the pre-match scarves up with the ecstasy and gold and having that still in your hand while you're at home on the couch and tuning in and getting ready. It, it, it gives you a little bit of that vibe, you know, it, it yeah, you can sit down and maybe you don't even have any pants on. You're just eating popcorn on the couch, That's but generally you're the still case. at the bank. 
Yes. <laughs> right. You're still at the bank and you still remember like, okay, uh, you know, XC of gold is coming up, scarves up time. Uh, okay. Falcons up. I wonder, you know, who's going to be the Falconer type thing. Um, so it kind of, it just, it's all part of the match day presentation, the prep and, and getting people excited. Yeah. What was the thought process with that? Because we mentioned the things that we see, like the Falcon flight, the scarves up, but there's also a, an extra benefit of interactive stuff that you can do from home where you can participate in polls, man of the match, those kind of things. Yeah. So the, 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 the genesis of this is when we were going to Orlando, you know, we had to think through how we're delivering content and engaging with our, our fans and supporters. So, you know, we partnered with a great company, uh, Excited Entertainment. Um, they are uh, n- normally an in, in-match kind of fun games, trivia, funny filters. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they developed this new product just for this kind of this time um, that basically delivers a, a full kind of show that I would normally put on in the stadium to your phone or, or to your web. Uh, web uh, browser so like um, it's something that we jumped on early um, I think we were the first uh, sports team to to utilize the platform and deliver this this uh, content uh, via this platform so um, you know we we started off with just creating a pregame show because we're trying to find how to how do we deliver content to people easily and through everything. So the LASC app is on everybody's phone. We had a great trial run with Excite over uh, Turbo Trivia Tuesdays, which was hosted by Max as well. Um, By the way, it was was frustrating because everyone knew the answers. The the scores were astronomical. So we have a very uh, educated fan base. We have, we have some ringers that uh, we're (laughs) tuning in every week and, you know, big shout out to JR, the scarf, the scarf, uh, LASC central and, and really Zach, Zach Berg, um, trivia master, that guy. So uh, knows more about this club than I think I do at this point. Um, so we, we had a great trial run with that and really de- developed a, a platform to deliver content. So when Orlando came, we wanted to take as much of the in-match in show as possible, get those some traditions, get a, a Falcon flight, see Ollie uh, when she's out in the desert training um, with Ken. Um, you know, get these moments back, back to our fans and, and create that, that show that they're missing um, as much as possible. So um, Max, you've done, you've done great with those trivia questions and polls and, you know, I was, just, I was just fishing for a compliment this whole time, Al. You oh no. I mean, with, 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 I was... Listen, listen, without Max Bredos, none of this would be possible. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> get out. Okay. Guys. No. This is, I just want to say this is remarkable, but one thing that we keep hearing, I always hear like MLS say, oh, thanks for kind of like showing us the way. This is what we should do. This is another case of that. And uh, LAFC leading the way with, uh, with not only a blueprint, but uh, a look into the future and a way we could do it. Just ways to deal with emergencies, ways to deal with what do you do if something like COVID or something different happens where the games can still go on. So how many times have you heard that LAFC is doing this stuff first? Uh, just a few. Just a few. I love getting the calls. I yeah. love getting calls from around the league of people like, hey, how did you do that? Right. And it's like, oh, you want the secret sauce, huh? Right. Right. 
And that's like, that goes to a credit to our entire team here. Like honestly, we've been, been with a few, few different teams and like the, the talent level here is just remarkable. Like are you, you mentioned it, we mentioned a few, but like Lauren Terry, Will Walsh, Joe Madden, like our video team with Yuli and Marcus, like bar none, like some of the best content creators I've, I've ever worked with. So make, working with them has helped make all these platforms just so much better. So the virtual tailgate, we'll, we'll, you'll get to do it all over again. Uh, LAFC's in town against the Galaxy at their place, and then we'll be back Portland to do it. And make sure you check out the virtual tailgate, which is available for home and away games. Correct, Al? Right. While you're watching YouTube TV's broadcast, you can play. We got a broadcast on Sunday. We're doing it. There you go. Let's go. Let's Let's go. go. You guys got a prediction for Sunday? Cautiously optimistic 3-1. Three wows. I'm going to go a little bit higher than that. I'm going to say 4-1. I think their goals, I think there'll be a lot of goals. We're scoring, they're scoring. Let's get it on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Al Rate, Pat Aviles, two of the good guys of many good guys and girls that work for LAFC. Thanks for your time and, and taking us behind the curtain a little bit to see how this is done. I find it fascinating. And it, to see how the, the in-stadium experience, which I hope is short-lived, I hope the supporters get back, but to see how it's developed is, is mind-blowing and the nuances are off the charts. So thanks for the job you guys do. Uh, hey, thank you, Max. Uh, like we were saying, a, a game without fans is nothing, but a game without Max Pretos' voice, that's even worse than nothing. <laughs> and that's why we'll continue to have keys in the match in there so we can at least hear, hear you once inside the stadium. Driven but, by Toyota. There you go. And remember, it's match, not game. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you, know you know my platform. Sorry, I, I'm trying to de-anglify our sport in this country. Because like, sometimes go. when people say nil or kit i'm like would you ever say that in a normal walk of life they go no okay then don't say it now all right yeah i'm eating a cookie not a biscuit exactly (laughs) we can go for days on this (laughs) yeah gents enjoy your day get some rest and we'll charge it all up for the game on sunday against the galaxy sounds oh and and please subscribe to inside lfc rate review for great content like this